0: Sometimes people don't know the right language to ask for help, to ask for support. They don't know how to articulate that and it is as simple as as opening up and, and asking. welcome to that feeling when podcast where we cut the bs and open up about the highs and lows of navigating your career each week we'll be looking at what's inspired us what we've learned and what's made us laugh smile or cringe i'm Poon. i'm the founder of yes mate and i'm here to help you reframe your mindset love your whole self and develop self-awareness And I'm Steph
1: Sword-Williams, I am the founder and author of Foot Being Humble, and I help people be unapologetically
2: proud of their achievements and get over the fear of self-promotion. And I'm Daisy Morris, I'm the founder of The Selfhood, and I'm on a mission to make social
0: media feel more human and fun again. In today's episode, we're gonna be chatting about asking for support. So gang, Steph, I think let's kick it off with you.
1: Yeah, so I think this topic's really interesting about asking for help because I think so many people struggle with the thought of asking for help but I've always asked people for help and I ask loads of different people because I'm always more interested in what other people have got to say so that can help me form my own opinion. So I always feel like when it comes for asking for help, asking for advice, there's no point in restricting yourself because the more input you can get from other people, the easier it is for you to help sort of build your own narrative or your own decisions or your own tasks that you want to create so I'm I'm a big advocate for asking for help what about you
2: days yeah I agree completely and I think you're so right the best way to learn is if not through your experience through others and I know that so many of the mistakes I've managed to swerve over time is because people that have done similar things that I do have said to me don't do that or look out for this or make sure when you're doing xyz that you take this route so i think um There's something really powerful in asking for help and I think so often and we spoke about this before we feel like asking for help is a weakness and you I think especially when you um, start taking your career really seriously or you step into um, not even just a founder role I think any role like any role at all sometimes you feel like I did it in um, my previous jobs as well I suddenly felt like I had to find a solution for everything and I would try and do things that probably was not my skill set. I would have saved me so much more time if I'd have just said, oh, can I borrow you? Can you help me with this? So I think it's about also understanding that asking for help probably benefits everyone else in the long run as well as just benefiting yourself. Definitely. What about you, P?
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, really. Like, I remember um, when I started the supper club that even though I've cooked for loads of people, like, you know, at home, 20, 30 people, but running a supper club is a completely different level so one of the first things that I did when I started Yes Mate is to just volunteer with this amazing woman called Nisreen who at the time was running a Palestinian supper club. And I just threw myself in right at the deep end and got involved and in, in learning and understanding actually, okay, what are the logistics of setting up, you know, how much time goes into doing the prep and cooking, how many people do we actually need. And now I look back on it, it's like that experience taught me so much about myself, but also taught me so much about other people as well, because doing something like a supper club where it involves a team, you have to be vulnerable, you have to be willing to ask for support and ask for for guidance and actually not take that personally as well. So that experience was hugely powerful because it made me see actually the things that I know I can do Really well, and execute them, but then also the things that i I need to work on, like what are the weaknesses, mm. what are those blind spots so often when we don't ask for help, we're always just limiting ourselves to our assumptions and our beliefs, and it's like well that that isn't even true, like our assumptions are not are not facts, so yeah, it's really important to to put yourself out there, and as uncomfortable and difficult it may be, you're only going to learn when you're out of your comfort zone when you step out so ask for support and don't be scared to get yourself out there mate one thing that i heard this week that i really liked as sort of my inspiration
1: for the week on this topic was i interviewed elizabeth agabi who runs for working ladies on foundation fm which is where i have my monthly show and one of the things we talked about was her writing her book recently and what she said that i thought was really interesting was she said In the run up to not necessarily her book, but just in general, she had an accountability partner. And I said, how did you find that partner? Because I think so many people would love to have something like that in order to ask for help but they just don't know where to find them and she said it was a friend that she went to school with that they'd kind of drifted and then they got back in touch but the thing that I really liked that she said is that they have their sessions on a first of all they have it on a Sunday morning at 9am and she was like I don't actually know like shit apparently her friend wanted to do at 8 30 I think and she was like no that's way too early yeah so 9am is a good start but one of the things they do is it's they ask for help from each other on things that aren't just professional but are also sort of personal. So it was like asking for help to like build relationships with their families or I need to set a reminder to call my mum or I need to remember to go to the gym or I need to do those things. And by asking for help about the non-work related things, it allowed her to have a clearer mind on how to maybe tackle other things in her life and vice versa. I think you can do it like asking for help and professional can help you unlock any insecurities you may have Mm. personally. And I think that accountability partner helps to ask questions because you don't feel like an imposter or you don't feel like a fraud because you've built up a relationship with somebody who knows you, who you trust. And that could be a previous boss, it could be a friend, it could be a mentor, whoever it may be. But actually having that ongoing discussion takes away that intimidating feeling of asking for help because it's that's the reason you're having a meeting. Mm. That's the reason you're having an accountability session. So I really like that. So for anyone listening, I think a really nice takeaway from that is that if you can find someone that you can regularly speak to and you can allocate time weekly where it's just purely set up to ask questions then you can store those questions that you're thinking about throughout the week or throughout the day and then ask them at that time and feel like you've got that that closure all in one go as opposed to feeling like every single day it's like I don't know what I'm doing in my life which I know we've all been through
0: I think it's very similar to our WhatsApp group and actually while we're here we wouldn't be here if we didn't create the WhatsApp group. No, definitely. Back it's... in the days, you know, having that support and and asking those questions and knowing that, you know, no question is too big or too mm-hmm. silly and just having that level of honesty and openness with with one another and I think that's quite difficult, quite rare to find with with people. So I think yeah, I think it's a great idea and making sure that you have you have that relationship with somebody that is real and also that you know that they will cut the BS and they will they will call you out. It's important to have people who will be honest with you and not always tell you the things that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. that's really important. So true.
2: Yeah, definitely. What was your inspiration days for the week? I've got a few things that have inspired me this week, actually, and one of them just came to my mind, as you mentioned, Elizabeth, and that's uh, Babes on Waves, which is a membership. Jazz the founder does an amazing job I'm actually part of it but as part of Babes on Waves you get assigned an accountability partner um, and each week you check in on a weekly basis and you have to say this is what I want to achieve this week or next week and what's really nice about that is that you kind of feel silly if you don't do it because then you have to go to that meeting and if you then sit there and say oh no I didn't do it you're just like well I feel like a knob so you sort of you're forced to but what Jazz also does which I think is a really nice way of asking for help is skill swapping so if you feel nervous about approaching someone for help or your reservations are like sometimes I feel a bit cheeky asking for help um even though it's so normal to do that yeah. and it's a good thing to ask for help and help isn't transactional just because someone asks you for a favor it doesn't mean that you have to return it there and then but if you do find yourself feeling like oh I want to ask this person for help but I don't know what I can offer them in return. Think about what skill swaps you could do because you don't know what that person might need from you. You don't know what support you could offer them in return. So I think skill swaps are a really nice thing, but also I love the idea of accountability partners. But the thing that actually came up for me this week was around help from people you least expect it from. So I listen to a lot of self-help books. I speak to a lot of, mainly with work, I speak to a lot of people in a similar field to me. And I think when you when you purely speak to people that can connect with your situation, a lot of the time you're all going through the same things. And I think an outsider's perspective can be so incredibly helpful. Um, and one of my friends is training to become a life coach and I'm not sitting here at all and saying that I've got my shit together because I absolutely haven't. But I think sometimes you're so in the thick of your own life and you're so in your own head that you forget or maybe don't even realise the things that you need to think about, or you need to deep a bit, or you need support with. And she asked me a question. And I was shook. Like I was absolutely shook. And she said, I'm not going to ask you what you do. She interviewed me for this um, content series she's doing. She said, I'm not going to ask you what you do. And I hadn't read the questions before. So I didn't know what she was going to ask me. She said, I'm not going to ask you what you do. I'm going to ask you what you love. And I was like, damn because when was the last time someone asked you that have you, when was the last time you asked yourself that like what do you actually like what not what do you do but what do you actually love and it took crisps, me chocolate getting <laughs> <him jog, laughs> <jacket> shopping potatoes, <laughs> pizza. outside of all of that though like and it just Green yeah um,
1: Steph Green
2: <laughs> um, Steph obviously but I just thought what an amazing question to be asked firstly but then all week it's really made me think about what do I love because I love my job and I love my life and overall I consider myself a really happy person but that one question that I least expected from that one person that operates in a different field to me that I wouldn't necessarily look for or wouldn't gravitate to naturally for help maybe has completely made me think about things differently and I've had some really I was going to call them like grand awakenings but I've had some like big thoughts this week around okay like what do I actually love and how can I integrate that into my life a bit more so I think my point is that help isn't always that classic oh, I don't know how to do my taxes or I'm having relationship issues. Help can come in so many different ways. Help can be that one probing question that you least expect. So I think what that's opened me up to is not just talking to people that maybe resonate with how I feel and not just talking to people that may be experiencing similar things to me, but actually speaking to people that, know nothing about me and know nothing about what I do in my life and my day to day because that outside perspective has just brought me so much clarity without even expecting it and it's just been like yeah
0: it's just been really nice I've just felt really like oh wow what what an amazing question to be asked yeah because they've opened they've opened up that question for you to shift your perspective and focus on actually rather than the things that you do day to day and that have been become so habitual for you Mm. to actually focus on the things that perhaps you've forgotten you know that part of you that you've forgotten and um we were talking about this earlier but it's having that space to actually just to listen and it isn't always about giving advice or it isn't always about um you know I I love sharing a book book or podcast recommendation Mm. but It's actually about creating space for people to to listen and to listen deeply without interrupting, without giving your two pence, without having the... um as my brother says, uh, the Eleven's a Reef. And just having that space just to... Sorry, what is the Eleven's Reef? I was just going to ask that. Oh, I was like, is this a southeast thing, Eleven's a Reef? So Eleven's a Reef is when you say, oh, I've been ten a reef and then someone... Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I've been Eleven a Reef? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you get someone saying, oh, yeah, I've been Eleven a Reef for two weeks. And it's like... Okay, was it? Oh, I wasn't. I absolutely you. love that phrase. Eleven a reef. <laughs>
1: that is so good. How have we never heard that? It's
0: like one upping people, oh, yeah. isn't it? I actually yeah. thought you
1: said eleven reef.
0: I probably said it wrong. Eleven's a reef. El- eleven a reef. Eleven a been reef. But re- yeah, I've yeah, been eleven never. a reef. Yeah, yeah I it's love a, a bit of a tongue twister. To, but the point is, you know, sometimes when you're having conversation with someone and it's like you really want to, you want to share what you're going through or whatever it is, but then that person interrupts you and wants to get get one up I was gonna say get a leg up on you but that's not what I meant they, they might do they might do. They want to get one up on you and so that's why it's really important when we're having conversations and we're holding space sometimes it isn't about a ping pong match because then you lose your train of thought you forget what you were saying just just allowing that space just to let somebody talk and that you, that you listen and it's the reason I'm going back to my brother is because he was telling me something about his work because he he helps me a lot with sales and things like that and he was saying to me, like, "Wow, he's like, you really listen, and that's something that I'm you learning. You You're, learning more so you're really good. Thank you, guys. You're an active listener. Yeah, active you really listener. are. But listening with empathy, and often we think that our advice is helpful, we or we want to give, um, you know, recommendations, but actually, just holding space to listen is actually healing enough. Mm yeah that's so true
1: I also just quickly wanted to touch upon asking for help at work if you're in the workplace I know obviously we're self-employed and we talk a lot about you know asking strangers for help and stuff but I think there is a bit of a stigma about asking for help in the workplace because it makes you look weaker or maybe you expose yourself and I think there's a way that you can do it that doesn't necessarily make you feel like you're incompetent or you're not capable of doing things. I think you can say to people, I'm really keen to grow in these areas, but I need some more advice or I need some more guidance. Like it doesn't have to be an expose that you are terrible at something. So I I just think, please don't not ask for help at work because you're worried your boss will think you're stupid or other people will think you're stupid or that you haven't done enough work so far because it takes a braver person to ask for help to mm. actually seek out that help and in order for you to upskill and in order for you to be a better person to work with and something I I went to an event recently and it was talking about leadership and what makes a good leader and one of the things we said was actually being able to ask for help makes a really good leader mm. because you're not assuming you know how to do everything because actually that's intimidating and that can put other people off so as an individual showing that you ask for help can allow other people to feel like they can too
0: yeah because you're 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 showing your employees your team that first of all it takes courage to be vulnerable in the words of Brene Brown B. Bizzle we love um, so you you're already showing that you're you're actually leading with empathy that you're That you're being courageous and that you don't know everything yeah and I think a lot of that also falls into again those assumptions and when you're in that network or in that team where you're surrounded by people who who don't ask for help it can be really intimidating because then you're surrounded by people who who look like they know what they're doing but maybe they're all struggling with with the same thing um and I think it's also language as well, Steph. Like sometimes people don't know the right language to ask for help, to ask for support. They don't know how to articulate that. And it is as simple as as opening up and, and asking.
2: Definitely. I definitely found that in my old job um, before I worked for myself. I I had a team as well. And something that you've just touched on a language instead of saying oh my god i really need your help or like i'm panicking just saying something as simple as you're the expert in this what do you think i'd love to get your your thoughts because it's less of a you're pushing the panic onto them it's more of a like i know you're amazing at this let's collaborate and they feel more involved and more empowered and it feels more like a team effort because i've definitely worked in environments before where rather than being asked for help i've been made to feel like the panic has been pushed on me yes and that can be really overwhelming and actually when that person asks you for a favor you kind of dread working with them so you're so right p in that just the language that you use and also when you ask for help if you are in a position where you feel flustered that's okay that's what help is there for so take a deep breath pause with Poonam as we say take that pause and just think about what do I need from this person what's my objective like what outcome do I need and just just be calm about it don't don't go in like panicking because if they're a nice person and most people are just happy to help you but being really clear of what you need from that person and what you need from that person I think will also help you get the outcome that you need
0: and also just very quickly going off of that I know we're living in a time now where everything is um, pretty much online but if you can ask for support rather than writing out in it out in an email because people are more likely gonna say no is just setting up a 10-15 minute call um on zoom or you know in real life and actually asking for support because you miss you miss those non so if you're if you're chatting to someone and you pick up that somebody is a little bit nervous you can work them through that but you don't pick none of those non-verbals up mm-hmm. in an email so also if you're you know as, as scary as it is asking for support if you can do it in a in a in an environment when you can actually physically see the person through a screen um, that's really helpful as well and also just showing your appreciation and your gratitude because again when you're asking for support you're giving that gratitude back what does that build it builds trust mm. so someone knows that okay you know they helped you with this and you know that you really appreciated and you're you're able to help them with X, Y and Z when they need help they will always remember in the words of Maya Angelou people remember how you made them feel not, not actually the words I love that so it's about that feeling feeling that you translate with someone and that you lose that with email I, I feel yeah
1: I think that's such a good point and just to again add to it we keep on adding to this point but it's such a valuable point for people who are listening that actually by doing it verbally and in person you are potentially showing them the urgency of the request Mm. because how often maybe might you get a request or an email that you're like oh I can reply to that later whereas if you do it in person the the person you're asking might be able to actually read how much in need you might be of this request or this support so for those that really need urgent support having that courage to ask verbally or in person could actually help you see results quicker rather than sitting in the bottom of someone's sort of junk what about things that you've learned about asking for help so whether it's your own experiences or things that other people have
0: learned from doing it so for me it's definitely been about being very very clear and very direct in what do I actually need support in? Because back in the days, I'd get myself in a fluster, I'd waffle, and then the person wouldn't really, they would walk away, you know, not really understanding, okay, what did Poonam really need help on? So for me, it's about writing those things down, being very clear and um, being very direct. And again, you know, if it is urgent mentioning that, you know, I, I kind of need this done by, you know, in two weeks time or, or by the end of the day would be great being clear, being direct and being being open and honest in, in what you actually need. Because again, people aren't mind readers. So we, we assume that, oh, okay, I've said this, but being very clear. And then at the end of the conversation, just reiterating your points and just opening up for any questions or if there's anything else I can support, especially if it's IRL. Can I just say though, because I think this is so interesting, you've brought
1: it up because us three, me, Daisy, Poonam, recently did a strategy day the and best. the point was that we were helping each other figure out our strategy for the next six months and we all took time and Poonam you actually came in with a very clear vision on what you needed help on and then and so you asked we spent a lot of time going through the thing that you thought you really needed help on and then at the end of that we were like but what about this part to your strategy that you've haven't mentioned at all but actually will unlock everything else to make it happen and i think that's really interesting and it may be the researcher in you actually in sort of having all of that i think when you are going to ask for help it's a good that you have clear points that you want to ask for but i also think don't be prescriptive on what you think the help is you need so just to play devil's advocate there is if you go in with this is what I'm struggling with and the solution I need help on is this. I'm not sure if that's the right thing. I think you need to go in more open mind of, this is what I need help on. What would your advice be? Because actually assuming that you know what the solution is, then takes you down a specific lane of only getting help in that space. Yeah. So that would be my only, another point to add to your point is that it's definitely good to go in with examples and references and things that you want to address, but try to avoid knowing the solution and trust in the fact that you're going to that person or other people to get their insights to help you figure it out and then you can choose what you take it's like when you have a mentor or a business coach you don't have to take on everything they say Mm. but take on the things that
0: feel most most relevant to you i think it's about yeah being open and not limiting yourself for sure definitely which is what I did in the session apologies
1: (laughs) no no, because then when we got there we came up with even more ideas so it was was a really good session it was just interesting how some people go into sort of strategy meetings or idea days or those sorts of things with no intention no idea how they want to tackle things and then find a solution and some people go in with a specific agenda but it may be good to break those down
2: you're just super organised P yeah you are and we love it yeah we love it but you gotta let it go. <laughs> me and Daisy are a bit more
1: sc- scatty brain. Oh my god! I'm a bit more absolutely... free
0: spirited.
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I can't sleep again. today. <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> swore. But
2: free spirited is what you're saying. Yeah. What about Bicy, you, Daisy? Bicy. That leads me on to my, ni- my nice point. Leads me. We love a nice point. That leads me nicely onto my point, um, which is around learning that some tasks for me are super energy draining and I've had to over the last few months really reassess what I need the most help with because I do loads in my day-to-day like no day is the same it's why I love my job but what I wasn't aware of a few months ago was that if I was to do three one-to-ones in one day I'm going to be an absolute moody bitch for the whole night and I'm going to be Is that okay to say on air? Yeah. On air. air. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we say that on air?
0: (laughs) You just did, babes. The whole world is watching.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just going to be miserable. Um, And I think it's something that, not just for me, but I think for anyone that's, wherever you're at in your career... It's about being really mindful of all the things that you do and how much energy that requires of you. And also being brutally honest about, okay, what do I need to keep hold of and what can I um, either give to someone else or just get rid of entirely? So, something I've learned about asking for help recently is looking at all of the things that I do, really assessing, and even things like um, I booked a session because I'm massively conscious of my health at the moment because this year has been quite brutal so something i'm really trying to focus on is mentally physically just being healthy again and i worked with a lady who does more kind of hormone balance it was quite uh, it was probably one of the most out there things i've done but i really enjoyed it but it was it was called a solar line session and she just helped me really work through where i was feeling unbalanced even things like when I'm on my period not doing certain things because I just used to just work all month round without even realising that my cycle affected me so even working with people outside of selfhood and my business to help me just cultivate a more healthy lifestyle that's been a game changer for me because I'm so in the detail all of the time that sometimes I don't take a step back and think do you know what I actually really need help with this or I'm really struggling with this I think it's really easy to just snowball yeah. and do everything and then all of a sudden you feel like shit and you're burnt out and you're like, Oh well it's too late now, like I've got to this point. So um I feel like that was quite a big tangent, but I think my point is being really mindful of the things that Yeah, you need the most support with. And not just in work, like externally as well like I said my health I know when I'm not feeling great that impacts my work and I now have to take that more seriously so I think it's about finding the people that can navigate that more holistic view just not just of work but your well-being, your your overall physical health, and just making sure that you are su- for support in those areas as well. I know that um, all three of us are quite open about the fact that we've had therapy and counselling, and that, for me, has been hugely, hugely um well it's been a game changer for work and just so many things so I think it's not just about thinking about in the workplace and in your career it's it's understanding that everything outside of that will also impact the work that you do and how you feel about your life and your purpose. That is so true because I think one of the things I wanted to highlight of the things that I've learned
1: from observing other people and myself is actually unpicking where does the issue for asking for help come from and I know someone Uh, who felt very controlled by their parents and because of that, resist asking for help because they're now on their own path and they're on their own journey and they don't want to look like they need to ask for help. And obviously that's not a good way to live your life forever and I understand that, I've experienced that myself, but it's interesting how life experiences we've had previously may be stopping us for asking for help and actually whether that is through well-being or therapy or just talking to friends or whoever it may be is is actually, I always say to people about the five whys game, you can do it in lots of different ways, if you're scared of speaking in meetings write down five whys of why that may be and then highlight how you can tackle that and I think if you're scared of asking for help or you struggle that, with that write down five whys for why that may be, I'm scared I may look stupid, I'm scared people won't trust me I'm scared whatever they may be and then looking at those points and looking at how you could address those individually because asking for help is so beneficial beneficial and actually if you can figure out what the cause is that is stopping you from opening up or being vulnerable then it will really allow you to just have a richer fuller life to be honest I don't mean richer in terms of money but like more fulfillment because you're not feeling like you have to take on the world by yourself which i think therapy helps a lot of people realize it's not you against the world it's not you doing it by yourself you can get the support but only if you allow yourself to open up in that way Poon, i'm sure you'll be able to I'm
0: just, articulate uh, yeah. that in a much no, 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 better no. way just like, that is that is spot on um and that five Y is is so powerful but again in order for that that exercise to work you have to cut the bs and be completely honest so when you're asking yourself that question you ask yourself why and then again the answer to that then you ask why but also when you're asking yourself why ask yourself where does this belief come from yeah and most of the time the beliefs that we have about ourselves especially when they're from a past experience especially if they're traumatic they they can be very limiting and they can be very warped Mm -hmm. so I would dig a little bit deeper and ask okay where is this limiting belief coming from Mm -hmm. is it true yeah the two things i would ask is and again you have to be completely honest and there's no fluffing around it otherwise it doesn't work but are the beliefs that you hold about yourself are they helping you or are they harming you Mm, i love that so much And that's something that my my older brother um, said to me very long time ago, and I was still working full time, having nervous breakdowns pretty much every day. And um, I recognize now that when I was in that environment, it wasn't just the environment, but it was my negative thought pattern that actually stopped me from asking for help, stopped me from asking for support. So a lot of it is to do with actually, as I always say, how you feel about yourself but actually what are you carrying within yourself and how that comes out through through different forms and different facets and ultimately we're scared of asking for support scared of asking for help because we don't want to be vulnerable we don't want to be seen as a failure mm. so all these are stemming exactly like you said from these past beliefs past concepts past traumas experiences But again, like, is is that helping you or is it harming you? I absolutely love that.
2: And I think something that I um, thought about when you were saying it is a big part of my ethos and my values with my clients and just in general is I don't want anyone to ever feel like any question is too big or too small because I've been sat in meeting rooms before and I've asked... A very reasonable question, and I've been made to feel like an idiot. And for a long time, I sort of felt almost afraid to ask a question, like if I don't understand that. But I've I've worked before um, in teams, and whenever we've had new starters, if they don't ask questions, I think that's a red flag for me. I'm like, you should be asking loads of questions because that's a sign that
0: that's a toxic environment. Right?
2: Yeah, like you should. If you don't know, you should be asking. So I was recently given an intern through fra's internship program and the girl that they assigned to me she was amazing she asked me so many questions and i knew straight away she was going to be amazing because for me that was demonstrating her appetite and her hunger and just her general she just wanted to learn so she kept saying i'm really sorry i was like do not apologize this is amazing i'm so glad you're asking me this and whenever i work with new clients i say if if what i'm saying doesn't make sense please just say like what are you on about because i know how that feels i know how it feels to be shut down and P you spoke about limiting beliefs. I remember after that happened for so long I felt really stupid and it really made me question my ability to do my job but I just think the best work happens when you can be vulnerable and you can ask those questions and when you create that environment where people feel like okay this is the kind of space where we champion collaboration and where your thoughts are heard and valued so I actually think so often there's a stigma around asking for help being a weakness which we've touched upon but thinking about it now I like I said I think it's actually a red flag when people don't ask questions and when people aren't curious and I think so much of the the reason why we don't ask questions exactly as you've both mentioned is it comes from that limiting belief or those previous experiences where you feel like oh gosh i remember that time i asked for this or um someone called me stupid because i couldn't do this and it's about recognizing where that comes from and overcoming that because anyone that's not on board to help you when you're asking those questions they probably need to fix up themselves i was just gonna say that it says more about them Mm. to make you feel a certain
1: way for asking a question than it does about you yeah so don't let other people's projections be the reason you withdraw yourself or you don't show that energy or you don't show that commitment because you're concerned of how it will be perceived
0: yeah i love that and if you don't ask, you don't grow. If you don't
2: ask, you don't get. If you don't ask, <laughs> you don't know. So true. So true. Yeah. yeah, so, so true. Right, guys, it's time for a little ad break. We wanted to give a big, big shout out and thank you to Locke. So for those of you who don't know who they are, Lock basically combines the space of an apartment with the beaut design that you'd expect at a boutique hotel it has great restaurants gym space and a cocktail bar but the best part is that they have free co-working spaces which I actually find is really difficult to find so you will definitely find us there working away hosting a meeting or brainstorming our next podcast episode over a coffee or if you're a bit more of a did you nomad which I'm definitely hoping to do more of next year I'm definitely keen to travel and work more you can hop from city to city or, you know, if you're working on a project for a few months and you want more space in a hotel, the apartments range from studio size to up to two bedrooms. So gone are the days of overpriced room service and sacrificing floor space for your suitcase. You can actually cook up your own meal. You can roll out a yoga mat if you're on that vibe. Store away all your clothes and still have room for more. Lock have locations across London, Manchester, Edinburgh, Ireland and Germany so you have plenty to choose from I've also heard that Berlin One of my favourite cities ever is on the way as well as Lisbon and more. So we're absolutely buzzing to say that that feeling when listeners can save up to 25% on your stay with the promo code community at www.lockliving.com. We're definitely going to be spending a lot of time there and we hope to see you there too.
0: That's the ad break over. Thank you so much for listening.
2: Let's get back to our
0: chat on a lighter note what's made you laugh or cringe recently days um my one actually made me laugh and then cringe I I always tell
2: my clients post like human content show people you're behind the scenes like let us get to know you so i filmed what i thought was a really nice day in the life where i took people from a morning coffee to my you know what i get up to in the day just as like a way for people to get to know me on instagram so i did a little voiceover i thought it was cute i loved it the real thank you I, do you know what I got it some... was so good thank you i, I got some really nice feedback
1: it made me want to do one, and then I was like, my day is so shit and so boring. <laughs> no, it's not. In comparison, I was like, I can't make my day look boring. Housewives good like this. of Beverly Hills pops
2: off stuff. <laughs> but no, I do. I encourage people to do that because I think it's nice behind the scenes content. So I'm sat on my sofa, and this notification comes through. <laughs> Someone commented on it just saying, geek pie. <laughs> I'll take that's nice. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? And I went on it, and it was some, like, construction company from High Wycombe with, like, pixelated pictures of, like, I don't even know what, like, equipment on the floor. And I was like... First of all, I was like, oh, my God, people think I'm a geek. And then I just howled because I was like, that is geek pie. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I was like, that's a brilliant insult. But also it was a nice reminder for me because i used to dread i mean i know people get a lot worse and in the grand scheme of things like that is nothing at all um but yeah i just thought it was really funny um i think before i would have really second guessed the post and been like, oh my god people think i'm a geek or like you know what do people think of me but then i was just like that's your beef that's
1: yeah like new babes yeah take slice me up a bit of that geek pie <laughs> Please add that to your bio, I a.k.a. You. Geek Pie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as seen as... pie? Pie, Geek pie. pie.
1: Just reminds me of, like, you got pied. Yeah. If that, But what, I'm yeah, curious to know what mean. it means. I've never geek heard
0: pie. of it, but I like it. I'm quite I'll take the second slice. <laughs> add a bit of custard. Yeah. <laughs> Jobs are good. Em. What about you? What was oh, your... Oh, I've got a cringe slash absolute meltdown fest. Oh. Um, so I needed some advice in writing an email and um, (laughs) laughing about it now but I was in absolute tears god I got a lump in my throat Um, I asked for some advice from my brother about writing an email and um, I sent a new client an email with my brother's email in the thread along with a proposal and then started having a complete meltdown with um, gmail realizing that i couldn't undo the email and it was it was out there it was in the uh, it was in the older cyberspace in cyberspace and i took a moment and it was like i literally just felt just collapsing inward tears Sweaty oh, palms. Oh, you didn't
1: cry, did you? Oh, mate, I had a meltdown. Oh. Do you know what I not tell you? No, you told me about the story, but I didn't know you got upset about it.
0: Oh, I had a massive meltdown about it. I bet.
1: Everyone listening has all sent an oh, email, God, yeah. that they, like that had an attachment or something. I bet everybody has experienced. I mean,
0: having. I've sent a worse email. Like once I was um, intern, and rather th- back in the days, rather than saying floppy disk, I wrote floppy dick, um, and that went out to the um, head of design. But then it was a great icebreaker. But yeah. with this email, there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything obscene. It was just like me asking some advice on how to. Do how to you know it what? Anyway. I bet that client read that and
2: thought wow, she cares so much. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: such a good Guess way what? to look the at the it. Guess what, the client didn't even get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laughing now, but Maybe I... Maybe they're on holiday. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, three-week holiday. Um, but for me, it was, it, it was a great learning, actually, and I think I mentioned this to you, Steph, that for me, if I haven't rested... I make the most stupid mistakes and then I regret them instantly of, like I'm sure most people will but for me that rest is so important mm-hmm. for me to like balance and to do to do what I do. And I think also because that whole week I was working on the proposal and it was just like sending it out sending you stuff just in a rush. To hit send. Yeah. Doing things in a rush when you're not rested is not the one. No. Take a pause before you hit that send it's i bet everybody can
1: relate to that though and i when you told me about the story initially the first thing i said and again for anyone listening this is a very good tip when something bad happens like that play the game of how could it be worse yes <laughs> so you could point. have said like a pornographic image in that email, or you could have been bitching or swearing about the client, or you could have been raving about their competitors or anything could have happened. Mm. And that immediately, even though you're like still really overwhelmed in the moment, at least you have a little bit of a laugh and it just separates yourself from that mistake and just reminds you that there are so many other bad things. I know you don't want to take away it in the sense that, of course, you're going to feel an element of like dread and doubt, but... Could be worse.
0: Yeah, it could have been. When you said to me you could have sent them a nude, then I was like half sobbing. Yeah, I said that. You could have sent them like a tit pic. <laughs> yeah. I was like half Not sobbing. Not a tit pic, obviously. <laughs> half sobbing, <sighs> half laughing. But um, yeah, it could have been worse. And sometimes we just have to, yeah, take ourselves out and look at
1: but the bigger perspective. I think like Daisy said, like, it's so on theme for today's podcast of like, you were asking for help. So at least it yeah. shows how much you care about them as a client or as an opportunity so you're like i say it could have been it could have been like what we're we having for dinner tonight or something yeah yeah,
0: so yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad just but, um, reinforce it's it definitely is that gut-wrenching that feeling that gut-wrench like yeah just i just melted like cheese on toast
1: <laughs> do you guys know they're saying you got done like cheese on bun no, no. I kind of knew that. Would happen. What does that mean? Nobody seems to know it. I think it's what a northern it? thing. I was going like, to say it's a northern thing, like cheese on bun.
2: No, I don't know that. I quite I think like we it should though. Put this
1: out of the podcast, if so no.
2: <laughs> Let's make it a shareable graphic. Okay. You got done. <laughs>
1: So the thing that made me laugh or cringe, well, there's two things. I saw a meme that said, I deserve an Oscar for holding my shit together or pretending like I can hold my shit together, which definitely resonates with the theme of this topic, of this episode, because actually... I think the whole reason we don't ask for help is because we're so concerned with looking like we have our shit together. So true. And I think all three of us would win Oscars on um, that perception. Absolutely. And then you peel it back and you're like, yeah, no, they've not got the shit together. (laughs) Then the second thing was, I was having, I was thinking about like, when was time, when were like funny times? Because you girls know I'm, love networking love chatting to strangers love embarrassing myself and i got a stand at DNAD festival when i first started Foot being humble like three three years ago so it's dna d new blood festival so if anyone doesn't know that it's like a creative festival celebrating rising talent and i actually got a stand and i'd never created a show stand or anything like that before and i needed to get like a plinth you know like a cube to place my like marketing materials on and stand around and I didn't have one so I basically walked down Shoreditch High Street and went into every shop and was like please can I have that (laughs) (laughs) I was like I could really really do with that, because I'm hosting an event, I'll bring it back tomorrow. And they were just looking at me like, you are an absolute oddball. Yeah. you're just like asking for our, you know, store props or stores materials. Anyway, one company, one shop, I can't remember the name, but thank you if they're listening, said yes, like you could borrow it, like just bring it back in a couple of days. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. But then I had to carry this like five foot flint across Shoreditch, across the main roads, and obviously like slipping, juggling, looking like an absolute tool and this guy just looked at me and was like do you need help and I was like yeah I really do need help do you mind helping me He was like sure and he just picked it up and took it away from what me and carried it to the whole thing and then i was carrying something else and struggling and someone looked at me like do you need a hand and i was like yeah and then i built like this army of like Aww. pedestrians around me who just helped me carry stuff to the show so and i was like thank you so so much and like i think they thought they were just going to drop it off at the door i was like no no come with me you need to come set up <laughs> but at that point it's interesting how it's like i i'd almost got over that cheekiness uh, you know like feeling cheeky not, yeah. not being cheeky but like feeling like oh this is a cheeky request I was like if you don't mind can you just help me carry it further anyway we did and, and then I like was, I did a post on Instagram stories and I was like to the people that helped me thank you so much and they found me and followed me on Instagram they're oh. like no worries help you again and I just think as much as we've talked about asking for help i think offering help yes one so is just true. like it helped me in that moment and i was just laughing i was like i've wandered around the shops i've asked to borrow people stuff I, they don't know who i am i'm not a big fish and then i've like onboarded randomers in the street to help me with whatever i'm doing and i'm like just so grateful that they did at the time but it just made me smile because that's very much like my ethos and approach like if you don't ask you don't get and i think people are just willing to like scrub in even when you think they're not like just don't as you said earlier Poonam, i'm like don't make the assumptions on what is the right solution or what you know what people are willing to offer you help on so yeah i just think if you're struggling don't be afraid to ask even if you are in the middle of the street in shoreditch i love
0: that That's, yeah that, and also it just goes to show that there are some amazing people out there, there really yeah, are who are willing to, to to lend a hand and i think when you're asking for support as well just when you wrap up that conversation and just share like you know I'm an expert in this or I do this or whatever it is. However, you can offer that support to somebody because then they remember that, they, they know. Like I remember with the supper clubs, I literally just asked like my friends um and at one point I really wanted to ask one of my one of my mates, but then I was a bit like, oh, I know she's really busy. And it was just like, she was just like pee. She was like, I'll drop what I'm doing for you. Like you've done so much for me, like yeah. me coming to help us set up a supper club table. It's not, like, the end of the world.
1: I would make a list of people that you know will help you at any time of the day.
0: Yeah.
1: The ones that you know you need to book in a week's advance and the ones that you know are super busy and actually you may only get help from them one day a month. But actually have that list ready because when you feel low and when you feel vulnerable or weak or that you're struggling everything goes out the window so i think that that is such a good reminder
0: Yeah, yeah. We, one of my um, coaches at the time she was like punam you need to make a list of cheerleaders." yeah people who will who i will thought be, you said you up- chair leaders <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but, and that. What, what do they lead with and, their chairs and that. but yeah like having those people that will will support you and again support comes in lots of different shapes and forms like Again, going back to the supper clubs, not all all of my closest friends and family could turn up to the supper clubs, but they were there in their own way, um whether that would be like yeah lending me a tripod or helping to set up mm. so if you don't ask, you don't get
1: I think we've collectively said that about three or four times, yeah. so that's
0: probably a good way
1: to end off the show. Yeah. I've enjoyed this episode a lot yeah. i've like I like that we are. Not that we are. I like to hope and think that this discussion can help people reframe their mindsets around asking for help. And particularly after the
0: last 12 months, like... Everybody is
1: more open to it. Definitely. So,
0: thanks so much for listening to us. We hope that you really enjoyed this episode. And make sure you're following That
1: Feeling When podcast on Instagram and add yourself to the Facebook group That Feeling When for tips, resources, advice, and any upcoming news about the podcast and everything we're up to. As always, you can add us on LinkedIn. I'm
0: Steph Sword Williams. I'm Poonam Dufo. And I'm Daisy Morris. Bye. Bye. With a special thanks to Sarah Parker, our editor of the podcast, and Sinead Taylor, who's done our branding and graphics.